one look at you and my heart knew you were the one for me. I catch my breath from laughing hysterically at that Karen movie trailer. Uh, make sure that you guys are following me on Facebook at Shenanigans Podcast, on Instagram at Shenanigans underscore podcast, and on Twitter at SWFriendsPod. Uh, please also make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you have not. Um, you're missing all your visuals there, so I would suggest you get on it. Um, speaking of YouTube channels, please also make sure to subscribe to the All Docked Up YouTube channel. Um, a new episode just dropped. Um, we're on IG at All Docked Up. That's uh, A L L D O C D U P P O D. And Twitter is All Docked Up. Again, Docked is D O C D. Um, also, if you guys are in Vegas um, soon or currently or always, um, you guys can also um, always look for me and my bartending page at KOD Bartending. That's K for Chris, O for On, and D for Deck. Um, that's KOD Bartending um, on IG and Facebook. Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, Podcast Happy Hour. Um, all shout out to Audrey, Autumn, Jay, and Tamara. Um, we just did our June birthday celebration. So if you haven't seen it or seen the clips, you're definitely going to want to. Um, I'll tell you right now, um, it got a little heated. <laughs> but y'all know how we do. But anyway, um, the uh, YouTube can be found on Tam's uh, YouTube channel and audio only also on her platform. But as usual, I will put all my girls links in the show notes. So this is episode 123. This episode is sponsored by that number and the letter K. <laughs> Let's do it. Hey guys, it's me, your girl, Chris. This is episode 123 of Shenanigans with Friends. How are you guys? I'm hoping that you're okay. I am doing pretty fucking good, if you guys are asking. Only if y'all ask enough. Um, you know, just got some things turning in, in the works, and we're good, I think. I think. So... <laughs> I feel like the last time we checked in, I was like a little shaky, still a little shaky, but like way not so much like, so like steadily shake. Does that make sense? Steadily shaky. But anyway, we're here. Sorry. I had to take a few weeks Um, and not even for anything, really. I just needed to like have as little as let's see. I needed to like subtract some of the like stress that I was going through. So there we have it. Anyway, I'm back. I'm so glad to be. Um, what the fuck? Anyway, let's get started. Sorry, I just like realized like, am I prepared? Like, I'm prepared. Like, I have all my shit. But you know how like when you like go to like sit and record, and I'm like looking around, like, do I have everything? Like, is there anything I'm gonna like need to get up for? But I think we're good. So anyway, guys, so happy that you're here. Um, it's episode 123. And let's get into it. Um, I thought that we would start um, as something that I feel like was interesting. Um, it very much plays into like how I feel like I'm still a kid sometimes. Um, but I saw this article about this house. And it's in, I want to say Palo Alto. But if you give me just a moment, I will tell you what it is. 
Okay, so no, no, no. So it's a town called Hillsboro, California, but I think it's got to be close to that area. Like it's in Northern California. But guys, first of all, she, her, okay, how do I tell y'all this? Like her house is like she lives in bedrock. Um, it's literally a Flintstone house. Um, so. I, I feel like in order for me to tell this story, because every article that I found on it, like to me, it told the story very backwards. I'm going to try to tell the story the way that I feel like it should have been told. So this lady, right? Her name is Florence Fang. Let's pause right there and let's talk about what an amazing fucking name, Florence Fang. And you're living in a, in a house that looks like you live in bedrock. Like, are you t- like... That is a fabulous name. I feel like if fucking Carol Baskin was alive during this time, that would have definitely been her name. She would have definitely chose Florence Fang over Carol fucking or motherfucking Carol Baskin, whatever he said. Um, But anyway, so this fucking house. Okay. I feel like I should show it to y'all, but I'll probably just post it on the Instagram. Some of the pictures here. Okay, so Florence Fang, right? Um, she the house was not like built by her. It was designed in 1976 by a Bay Area architect, um, and it had been vacant for like over a year. Um, she purchased it in 2017 for 2.8 million dollars. Okay, um, let's see here. It is south of San Francisco. It is orange and purple. Like it's, it literally is like shaped like niggas is like niggas chiseled the middle out of it so that she could live in it. But anyway, the point is, is that the house is already a strange looking house anyway. So Florence comes to it and goes, this looks like a fucking bedrock house, which it fucking does. And she starts to put things in the yard. So... (laughs) We're talking like 15-foot dinosaur statues, 15-foot Barney Rubbles, Fred Flintstones just in her fucking, in her fucking yard. Um, I wouldn't personally care about this. Like, if you want to put that in your yard, by all means, put that shit in your yard. Um, But she had a lawsuit filed against her, um, or uh, sorry, it was, was it? Yeah, it was a lawsuit filed against her. Um, from her town. Basically, her like neighbors and like people that lived in the community were saying that it was a, I'm going to get the right words. It was a eyesore. It was a highly visible eyesore. Um, and that's again, coming from neighbors and residents that live there. Um, they say that she never, that she violated mad building codes and that she never, um, had proper permits to build any of those things. And that's the reason why they were suing her to like basically make her take that shit down. So then she filed a counterclaim um, that started, I think, of March of 2019. And basically um, what hers says is that she did try to um, uh, get those building permits and things and she was constantly denied. She says... That is because she's, uh, I believe she's Chinese American. Let me find out for sure. Hold on, because I want to give you guys that. Yeah, she's Chinese American. Um, 
but she's basically saying that she did attempt to co cooperate with them, but they like completely and always, always denied her the right to build on her property. So she stopped fucking and she started ignoring their fucking shit. Like, well, if you're not listening to me, I'm gonna listen to you and build whatever the fuck I want. I'm gonna fucking build a fucking Dino tall enough for me to climb up to the top and slide down his tail. Okay. Like that's what I'm doing. It's, it's, it's done. <laughs> but so, um, <laughs> okay. So anyway, so when, so she actually won her suit. Because now the fucking town of Hillsborough owes her $125,000 to cover the, the uh, fees from the lawsuit. And uh, she does still have to actually apply for the building permits, but they're going to be automatically approved. Because basically, niggas is racist. Like, listen, I never understood what it was about letting people do whatever the fuck they want to do to their property. Like... If they want to build, they want to put a hot tub in their front yard, like, and when I feel like that's something easier for people to like, know, like where I live, when people be like, wait, that's turn on the right street. And I'm like, I live across the street from a dude who has a hot tub in his front yard. And they're like, oh, I definitely see the, the fucking hot tub. You have to live right here. Like that would be a great landmark. Like I would be a-okay with like... Anyway, I just feel like let people do the fuck they want. Like, I don't know why it's such a big deal. When we moved out here, I moved from a fucking, from 102nd in Princeton, Chicago, to moving out here where there's like housing associations, where like you like have like rules and stipulations, and that shit is very outlandish to me, and I can't understand it. So, anyway, her fucking Flintstone house lives to see another day. We're so happy. Yabba dabba do. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. So speaking of speaking of wild shit, because I think to have a house that is in the shape and fashion of a house that is from <laughs> a prehistoric time is pretty wild. But let's talk seen um either on like tiktok or facebook I, what's on tiktok i don't know it was such a short clip i just assumed it was on tiktok i don't actually watch that shit so i don't know um but basically um a woman takes her car and proceeds to ram it into a liquor store to run over for her husband because she's mad at him. Guys, here's the thing. I really don't like to report on things until I absolutely know for sure. Like, I like to know why she was about to run this thing over. I don't think we're going to get our answer tonight, guys, but I'm going to do my best. So we'll make up some things. We'll, we'll try to figure out what happened by just making educated guesses. Okay? Anyway, that is amazing. Anyway, so... Um, <laughs> let's talk about it. First of all, it happened in Texas. Listen, go big or go home, right? That's right. That's the thing. Okay. So she was mad at her man. I'm assuming he went in for a refill, a re refill, refill, a refill or whatever. Um, Fred Flintstone's on the, on the fucking gas, like very hard, heavy footed, like, you know what I'm saying? And the video is like literally like 15 seconds long. It can't be that long. Like, it can't be that long. She fucking, here's a liquor store. And she fucking 
zooms into the liquor store, misses whoever the fuck she's trying to hit, backs up, runs over somebody's fucking ankle, and then, like, crashes into, like, four cars. Like, here's the thing, y'all. Or what do you guys, let's take a guess. I'll wait a second. How old do you think she was? Do 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 do. Let me do it. Keep doing it. Do 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 do. Um, if you didn't say fifty eight, you're wrong. <laughs> she is so like she's literally someone's mother's age, and honestly, it's very possible she's somebody's grandma's age at this point. Listen, she was obviously intoxicated. Like, that's obviously a thing. Like, she was intoxicated as hell. Because why would you do this? And honestly, really, you know how I knew she was intoxicated is because, like, why you missed the like. like. <laughs> but anyway, but anyway. So she smashes the car, like I said, into the window and then fucking pulls out, out, hits somebody, and then four park cars. Um, she in the I guess from the and anyway they ended up. She is in police custody. She faced assault with the deadly invading W mischief because she be a shit. Look. And you know what's so funny is that like show y'all a picture because the first the Flintstone house was super important, but this I feel like this I need her face. It's a again me like hold on. Oh, why every time, can I just add it to Astrid? Why every time I want to do something, like I can't ever fucking do that shit. It because I don't know why. Anyway, it's here. About like the shit that you should be doing or whatever. That face that she has, that's the face that this lady has after getting arrested for doing that. So it is definitely... Some on-site shit with her and that man because she's not having it. Um, okay, so let's move on. <laughs> like, damn, could you imagine, like, living your whole... Well, who knows? Honestly, I feel like if at 58 you're crashing into, like... You're crashing into liquor stores, you've probably been doing that shit for a minute. So, like, this is... You're not new to this, you're true to this. So, anyway... <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> oh my God. Oh shoot. I think I oh wait a second. Okay, so here's the <laughs> the next one is this new South African law. Um I don't I, I don't know how you guys are gonna feel about this, but I'm ready to talk about it. Um so we all know that South Africans um, out there, right? Their government allows 
polygamy, right? And so, and it's so funny because I'm going to teach you guys something today that maybe you guys knew, but I bet some of y'all didn't know, right? Okay. So, and what we all know polygamy to be is the practice or custom of having more than one wife or husband at the same time. That's like generally what we like when we hear polygamy, we think like a dude with like mad wives, right? Um, so in this, um, in this new law that they're talking about passing, um, this would allow for polyandry and polyandry is polygamy in which a woman has more than one husband. So really, I think polygamy is more like geared towards like the man having the, uh, the multiple mates and polyandry is actually the woman having the, um, more of the, the most, you know, niggas like, <laughs> but anyway, so we all know that right now they're super down with polygamy, right? So, um, the proposal has just come, uh, uh, to allow polyandry, um, from the South Africa's, uh, department of home affairs, right? Um, they're basically just trying to make marriage more inclusive. Um, but it's caused a debate, right? Um, so what's the debate, do you think? Can you guess? Can you guess? Is it the fact that a woman wants to do that shit and now it's a problem? Because it was super cool. And if you guys, I don't know if you guys watch a lot of like um, reality TV, but there's actually already a dude on television um, that ha that has like a TLC show or something, and he def he has mad wives, and they asked him about this, and he was saying how he believes in like fairness and stuff, but also um, he doesn't think that he says, "Oh, here it is, pro equality." Um, but he's the reason why he's against polyandry, right? is because it would throw the paternity of children into question. Because when you have the one dude and all of the, the wives, when everybody's pregnant, everybody knows who got them pregnant, right? But when you're doing the polyandry, it could have been any of these niggas. But I'm thinking also, does that matter? Like, I guess maybe in like how you name the kid, I guess if you're like super deep into the cultural like background of it, but like, I don't know if that matters if we're a unit. If we're a unit, we in this together. That's your kid too. Like, who cares? I don't know. But that's his excuse, right? He's just concerned about which family the child is going to belong to. Um, and everybody's saying that the thinking is foreign, but like, how? It's literally just swapping the man for the woman. Like, that's literally it. Like, that's, there's no, like, what is so foreign about some shit that you guys are already doing? but only letting dudes do it. So they're saying because it's not authentically African. Um, that's why a lot of people are not accepting of it. Um, but like I said, it's, it's more, so, it's not just this. This is also like, it's the way that the green paper is written. That's what it's called. Um, is very gender, gender neutral. So that could really truly also open up the idea. I think of everybody being able to kind of, not do, do what they want. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cause niggas can, should be able to do that. Um, but people are fighting it again, um, against it. I think they're going to review these. Um, I think actually until tomorrow, um, until they can decide what's going to happen. But, um, basically 
South African bitches rejoice because it might be your time to finally pull your side nigga out and just be like, here he is, here, this is who, this is who it's been, okay? Like, and now you guys can all be together and be a happy family or whatever the fuck. Like, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Oh, disgusting. I have to talk about fucking Disney kids and shit and all the stuff that they be doing. All right, so, guys, listen, listen, Drake Bell, Kyle Massey are the two newest names or the most recent names or the current names or whatever, um, where these dudes are former child stars, um, was Drake and Josh on Nickelodeon? I think, yeah, Drake and Josh is Nick. Kyle Massey was on That's So Raven. He played her little brother on Disney Channel. So we've got two different channels, but same kind of idea, right? So um, Kyle is the most recent one. He is being charged with sending pornographic content to a 13-year-old girl. Um, I'm going through this very quickly because I'm, oh, I'm not. Anyway. So apparently um, uh, there was an original lawsuit that happened and they were suing him for $1.5 million um, be- for this, this stuff. Um, the lawsuit claimed that Massey had met that girl when she was four years old um, and said that because he was, you know, in the business, he was supposed to be helping her, you know, get her shit, get, you know, get seen and stuff. Um, that one ended up getting dropped because her lawyers decided that he probably didn't have enough money um, to do that. So then um, this is when this uh, the civil cases come up um, and he has been charged. Um, he has been sent he has been sending sexually explicit text messages, videos and photos over Snapchat um, for um, at least from at least a year from what I can see, from December 2018 till January 2019. Um, Drake Bell, of course, um, is about to go to prison um, for uh, attempted child endangerment. Um, and disseminating material harmful to children. Um, so he's going to jail for sure. Um, and so, you know, I, I really bring up both of these things to, to pose a question to you guys. Um, think about, think about the, let me even make this even more straight to the point. When are we going to protect children in the industry? And I say that to say is that when we don't protect children in the industry, um, they end up growing up and being monsters. They end up growing up and being the kinds of guys that sends dick, dick pictures to 14 year olds and the ones that sexually enticed and try to meet a girl somewhere like this. This is what we get when we don't protect our children. Right. But specifically 
that's like across the board. But in this case, specifically, when we're talking about this industry, we have there's there's fucking countless stories and countless situations where children have been put in compromising situations and they grow up with these issues. Right. Um, And I'm just concerned at. Yes, we want to punish them, but like, what else can we do? Like, are we talking to these people? Are we trying to figure out where where they started from? Because let's not forget the guy Dan. Is it Dan that fucking produced all of those fucking uh, Nickelodeon car- uh, shows that we used to kiki and laugh out, laugh about, and go say say to each other at school? Like, he was hell of a fucking pedophile. And very much invading a lot of niggas like fucking innocence and privacy and all of that shit. So I just implore people to like stop being so ignorant to stuff, I guess is what I'm saying. Cause like people are gasping at things about these like stories coming out, but not me really, because I'm like, well, y'all don't really know who like people we don't really know the kind of people that that these people leave their children with. Like so, like, it's if people don't address it or don't talk about it or don't say something about it and just let it happen, it is a very high good chance they could, like, that they grow up and they do weird stuff like this. Like, because especially especially when you're talking about, like, Hollywood and shit, because think of the issue with uh, uh, with Kyle Massey, how the little girl was around him because he was in the industry and she wants to be in the industry. Like, and so her mother felt comfortable with that. It's like, it's stuff like that. Like it's stuff like that. It's stuff like that. Like, <sighs> I'm not trying to put the blame on anybody. Cause it's like low key. It's everybody's fault. But like, I hope that they get what they deserve, but I also hope that somebody like talks to them and maybe like there might be somebody right now still working at Disney or still working at Nickelodeon that did something to one of them and is just still on a rampage. I'm sorry, we did a documentary on All Docked Up, so I'm, this is very raw and like very much on my heart. So like I'm just saying. But anyway, so they got your boy from That's So Raven. If you guys are probably wondering why he wasn't in the remake. Um, Raven's home, that's why, because these things were happening and he was in the middle of a very interesting, uh, lawsuit that is now turned into actual criminal charges. So we'll figure out what happens. I'll probably tell y'all maybe, I don't know, but anyway, let's move on. Where are we? Oh, okay. Speaking of some more bullshit, let's talk about how. Cops, every time they do stuff they're not supposed to do, somehow they don't really get punished for it. There was an Australian cop who was arrested recently uh, for doing cocaine off of a Playboy model's naked body. Um, I believe he was on, um, he might have been on duty. But anyway, he gets fired from being a cop. Because you probably can't do that stuff when you're on duty. Um, But instead of like. Instead of like being like shamed and shit like off of like the face of the earth. Instead, just in natural, true police officer fashion, he finds a way 
to come up off of the situation, right? And it's like, it's like I can't be mad, but like also this is just very on brand with like what happens when police officers lose their jobs to shit. Like it really doesn't matter. So he's not a cop anymore, guys, but he um, is now a porn star. <laughs> um, uh, is it Zachary, Zachary Samuel Maidment? I don't know if that, I hope that's not his porn name, but um, he is now a porn star and he has a, a new partner um, and they have a now a only, excuse me, an OnlyFans platform. Are you guys wondering who his partner is? It's the bitch that he was snorting cocaine off of. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, how do cops always find a way to just, like, come up smelling roses? Can anybody explain that? Like, it's kind of insane. Like, <laughs> it's kind of insane is what I'm saying. Um, but her name is Tayana Hansen. Um, I don't know if she's related to the Hansen brothers. I don't think so. Um, she blondes. Like, I don't know if naturally though. But anyway, so yeah. So he's not a cop anymore, but he's definitely making mad money fucking this girl on OnlyFans. <laughs> Oh my god, isn't OnlyFans about to like try to go like non like no sex work and shit? What's he gonna do? Probably get transferred to another precinct where they don't have fast internet. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Speaking of white people, white people ling. Here we are, guys. Listen, there's only a few days left. I've told the people that I've loved that I love and know personally in person, happy pride. But I just want to again tell you guys, happy pride. I love you all. I'm here in any capacity that you need me. Because a lot of allies be trying to put themselves in into situations that they're not needed. I am here as an ally when and if you need me, I am here. I'm not gonna let nobody talk shit about you. None of that. But I'm also not gonna insert myself in y'all situ in your situations if I'm not, if you're not. If I'm not called upon. Does that make sense? Like, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm letting you guys, I want you, I always, always want you guys to shine. Not like that's first and foremost. But I'm here if you need me. You feel me? Like, um, I did a Pride episode last year. I just did time in like my the way that like my life is working did not permit me to do one this year. But happy Pride, guys. You guys are fucking killing it and shit. You guys all do your makeup better than me, and it's I love it. Okay, so. The reason I, well, not the reason, I don't, I don't bring it up for any other reason to say that, but the story that I have that kind of coincides um, is <laughs> hilarious. I think that it's the best shit I've ever heard in my whole life. Um, white people don't agree. Um, Seattle's Black Pride event. Um, and I, I want to be clear, this was not the only, well, yes, it was. Yeah, I think it was the only Seattle Black Pride. But anyway, there was a couple of different Pride things that happened over this one weekend um, in Seattle. But there was a Seattle Black Pride event, um, and they were charging entry. And I don't. That's all I want to give you right now because I want to get into this a little bit more. Right? Okay. So. We all know that probably like the most uncomfortable thing to be like 
is probably like a black person in the LGBTQ community and all the other letters. I, I don't want to disrespect, right? So that's honestly, that's probably like one of the, like in the top five things that are probably difficult right now, y'all are definitely in there, right? Um, so it's natural and it makes a lot of sense that it would be important for the people in Seattle or anywhere, but Seattle for the purpose of the story to have a black LGBTQ event, right? So we can have a safe space for us, feel comfortable in our skin, do what the fuck, you know what I'm saying? Like serve for the children, you know what I'm saying? All of these things, right? Okay, so it's called the Taking Black Pride Festival. The L is in parentheses, so it's like the Taking Back Pride. So basically, this is a black pride event. I, again, I cannot stress that enough, right? And it does say that because <sighs> inclusive, and, and you everybody, you want everybody, you want things to be inclusive, right? You don't want to like tell people that they can't be a part of this. So you don't want to keep people out of these things, right? So if you have a white ally or friend, and I'm going to read the actual words because it's amazing. Um, there would be a reparations fee to attend. Um, people who were white that wanted to attend this festival, again, the black gay, the black fucking LGBTQ pride event, right? There would be charged anywhere between $10 and $50. First question, I would like to know how you, how, what does the white person that's charged $10 look like versus the one that's $50, that's charged $50? The $50 probably is the person that comes alone or just with a gaggle of straight people. I feel like the $10 is like a plus one. Like all of my homies are, are gay and black. And then I'm just the white straight friend. Like, I don't really know how it works. They don't really go into detail, but, um, Capitol Hill pride, which is another group that had a festival the same day, the same day at a different park, but the same day, that's important to, to say it as well. They sent a letter to the Seattle Human Rights Commission saying that their human rights were violated by this Black Pride event not allowing them to come in for free like the Black people are going in for free. I'm going to read you a little bit of these, these letters. Please bear with me. Um, um, here we go. So... It has come to our attention that an event called Taking Black Pride at the Jimi Hendrix Public Park is charging whites-only admissions as reparations. We consider this reverse discrimination in its worst form, and we feel like we are being attacked for not supporting due to disparaging and hostile emails. Please review the event's stated admission policy as we feel this event is violating Seattle, King County, State, and federal equality laws. Um, and then it says that they would like for you to investigate the event as a possible ethics and elections violation, um, as it's hosted by someone who is a campaign manager for someone else. Um, okay, blah, 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 white people words. So then it says, so then they quote what the, the uh, Taking Black Pride thing says. It says, 
Um, all are free to attend. However, this is a black and brown, queer, trans-centered, prioritized, valued event. The safety of black and brown, trans, and queer folks is paramount, and we want to make sure that the safety of our community is prioritized at all times. White allies and accomplices. First of all, I love that phrase. I don't know why. I when I hear accomplices, I think of a white girl with a with a fucking ski mask on. Okay. Um, white allies and accomplices are welcome to attend, but they will be charged 10 to 15, excuse me, 10 to $50 in reparations fee and giving a wristband as proof, uh, given a wristband as proof of payment that will be used to keep this event free for cost of black and brown trans and queer community, but also to ensure the performers, the performers can be paid well. Um, it says, and then they ended their letter with, we would never charge admission over the color of a person's skin, and we resent being attacked for standing in those values. We hope you can review this immediate situation. So Charlotte and Philip wrote that letter in true white people fashion. Um, and basically the letter back from the Seattle Rights Commission basically read them their whole life. Um, and I'm going to read this. So it says, thank you for reaching out to the Human Rights Commission and the NAACP, respectively. We appreciate your thinking of us to help with this issue. We must unfortunately advise you to advance on this issue without the participation of the commission. Uh, the unique nature of your situation does not, in fact, violate any of your human rights. As stated in the Declaration of Human Rights, and they put a link in it. So you got it which is the charter by which our commission operates. If you feel we've reached this in error, you to read the declaration and respond with a specific violation of your human rights and being asked to pay for this event. Furthermore, we would like to urge you to examine the very real, real social dynamics and ramifications of this issue. Black trans and queer people are among the most marginalized and persecuted peoples of the LGBTQIA. A to S plus community. They often face shame not only from uh, the uh, cis hetero community, but within the queer, the queer community at large as well. Um, in making the event free for the black queer community, the organizers of this event are extending a courtesy so rarely extended by providing a free and safe place to express their joy, share stories, and be in community. So basically they're saying, all of that's cute, sis. And I'm sorry that you feel that way, but you can just take yourself to all the other white events that are always happening every day of all of your life, forever and ever, always, amen. Like, that's basically what they said. Um, but <laughs> I don't know where Charlotte and Philip are, probably in a corner rocking somewhere, but wow. Um, it's just like, why don't, why don't y'all see that everything is always about y'all. Shit is always about y'all. Always, all the time, every day, every night, in the morning, in the afternoon, at dinner, at supper time, all the time. Everything is always about y'all. And like the moment that we have anything or any community of us, like of color, of like whatever sect, whatever fucking box, like whatever we check, there's y'all always find some way to feel discriminated against. I I don't know if I'm going to go on, go and just say I don't believe in fucking reverse racism, 
But I think that in this situation, I think it's utter and complete bullshit. Um, I don't, I just, it's just not fair that we don't get to kick and scream when we don't have things that you guys have, but then you guys get to do that to us. And we barely have anything ever. Like, I, it's very frustrating. Have several Caucasian seats. Happy Pride, motherfuckers. Um, let's move on. Um, where are we? Okay. So speaking of, um, I guess I could say different like categories of people, I think, right? Because um, we, because some of us are categorized by like the language that we speak, right? So um, there is an accused murderer um, that I believe is still in, that's in, currently in jail. Um, wants his evidence thrown out because officers who didn't speak Spanish collected his DNA without a professional translator. So this man is Angelo Colon Ortiz. Um, he only speaks Spanish. He stands accused of murdering Vanessa Marcotti, I think, um, or Mar Marcotte. Um, this is, she was 27 years old. She died in the um, she went on a jog, um, and she never came back. This was in uh, the Princeton community around 2016. Um, she worked for Google. She was visiting her mother when she died. Like I said, uh, on the last day she was there, she went out for a jog anticipation of going back home. Um, she never got, came back. Um, they found her body a few days later, super close to her mother's home, um, burnt and partially clothed. Um, they didn't have information on this for a very long time, but, um, I, I wouldn't say a very long time, but a couple of months, like some months have passed and they finally were able to obtain a cheek swab from this guy. Um, they knocked on their, on his door and asked for it. Um, he gave it to them. Um, and he was indicted for murder in June. Um, the authorities claim that his DNA from the swab matches the profile that was recovered from underneath her fingernails when they found her body. Um, but the defense is saying, or this is the suspect's defense is saying that the police can't use that DNA sample because they impressed, they basically, he's saying that they tricked him and told him that he had to give the swab. Um, then it gets very convoluted. The translator that was there really wasn't a translator. His name was Thiago Miranda. He doesn't speak Spanish enough to qualify as a translator, but he was anyway. Um, he even said on his own accord that he can't say he's a professional interpreter. Um, and they asked him if he, if he understood every word that he was reading, and he said no. Um... And, you know, he basically said that he's not super good at reading Spanish, but he says that as he was reading it, he looked up to try to get like a nod or a head nod to make sure that the defendant understood. And the defense attorney is basically saying that's bullshit. Like, if you don't know what you're reading, how can you how can you confirm that he understands what you're reading? Um, And it's crazy because like. I, I kind of remember this a little bit. 
And I think that this guy also has like other like things on his record, like that are kind not murders, but like assaults and things like that. Um, and it's really a shame because I, I don't really, I'm not a lawyer here. Right. But like, if somebody doesn't, if you don't fully understand what's going on, like that has to be some kind of violation. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen here. Um, but again, um, they said that they come, they did tell him that it was voluntary, but he still agreed and signed the consent form and then uh, and allowed him allowed himself to be swabbed. So also they're saying that they didn't tell the girlfriend who answered the door when they went to go get the swab that she didn't have to let them in the house. So that's the kind of stupid shit that might get that shit thrown out. And it's really unfortunate because that's going to leave a fucking big asshole in the fucking resolution for that girl's family because they did, they were so overzealous and they just weren't doing their job thoroughly. It's very fucking crazy. Um, they have another hearing, I believe on Thursday, um, to figure out what's going to happen, but, ah, uh, it's not looking good. It's not looking good with everything they're putting in front. It's very possible that they did not collect his DNA in the lawful and the, the lawful way that they were supposed to connect his DNA or collect his DNA. So it's very tragic, but anyway, let's move on to something else that I think is very tragic. Um, (laughs) Okay, so y'all, you know how people like love these fucking filters and can't live without them? Like, I like a filter every now and then, you know what I'm saying? Like, but are you trying to spend 130? thousand pounds on it like first of all let's fucking figure out what the conversion is on that like let's see a hundred and thirty thousand pounds two dollars so that is oh okay so it's a hundred and eighty thousand Thirty-three dollars and seventy-five cents. That's how much it it's it totals out to how much he spent on his, um, on his surgery. So let's talk about this. He loves the sur- he loves the filter so much that he had cheek fillers, Botox, veneers, laser hair removal, and microblading to complete his look, so that he can look like he's always under a filter. Um, he was not happy with his. Uh, original setup, I guess. And he was looking, you know, for something that could give him the feel that he liked when he was on Snapchat. He would record things on Snapchat and post it to Instagram or, or, or uh, use TikTok and shit. And he loves to use TikTok, but he hates posting photos of, of himself. So he had to do something different, right? <sighs> I can't wait to show y'all these pictures because he really does look like a fucking filter. And I don't know. I really don't know why my, I really don't know why my, um, Oh, 
Oh, yes. Look. Okay, wait. Pause. We got to show you what he looks like at first. That's the before. Are we looking? Are we looking? This is the after. Do you guys see this? Like, look at all of this. Like, look at all that. And, like, can we talk about how much you spent for a crooked nose, though? Like, let's do that. He got, like, the different color eyes, but those are just probably contacts, unless he weird. But, like, guys, like, really, like, look at him. Like, from this, guys. Oh, shit. Wait. Guys. From this. From this. So now he's like, oh, people are, like, staring at me. And all that shit like that when I'm outside. But I know it's because I'm so beautiful. Like, is it because you're beautiful, though? Like, I mean, or is it just because you look like a fucking filter? Like, I guess that's the point, though. So he says he's not done. He has to always, he has to get, like, um, anti-wrinkle injections every other month. So that his face doesn't, like, settle, I guess. So it always looks like this. Um, I'm just not doing all of this, y'all. Like, I'm just not, like, y'all either like it or don't. Like, that's literally it. Like, I'm sorry. I can't stop looking at his face. It's almost like it's hypnotizing me in a bad way. Okay, so <laughs> finally, guys, let's move on to the last story. Probably the one I'm most interested in, and I'd like to know what you guys think. Um, some are, some people are calling it a savior. Some people are calling it a torture device. Um, everybody likes to try to like figure out the best way to lose weight, right? Some people go on diet. Some people, um, take, drink that fucking, that fucking tummy tea and fucking shit their life away. Some people just go in and get the fucking little ring around their stomach so they can't hold a lot. Some people just go get their stomach cut off, just like, fuck it. Um, but there is uh, researchers um, from New Zealand. They say that they have found a new way to help obese people lose weight. Um, it is basically, how do I explain this? Um, I don't want to say muzzle because it's not like over your face. But what it is, is it's a device that goes on the top and the bottom of your mouth on like the side here. Um, and what it does, it's got, it's got extremely strong magnets and these custom made bolts that allow where like people that have it in their mouth, they can talk regular, they can breathe regular, but it's only going to allow you to open your mouth one sixteenth of an inch. So then that way, you everything that you do is a liquid diet. So you're not eating like actual pieces of food. Everything's like liquid. Because if you're going, if you're going, you use your mouth like this. If I, I even like right now when I took that sip, I feel like at the end I open my mouth way up farther than I could, like, than I would could if I had this contraption on my mouth, right? Um, it is called the Dental Slim Diet Control, um, and it's fitted by your dentist, um, and it, it can, it can come off, like, whenever you need it to, 
Um, but it's supposed to, of course, keep you on a liquid diet so that you don't eat so much and you should become skinny and get the body that you want, I guess. Um, people are like really super duper against it. And I'm not only just because like, if you don't want to put that shit on your mouth, like you just don't do it. Like, I'm not going to put that shit on my mouth. Like I like sucking dick, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm not about to like do that. Like, what the fuck? Like, okay. Maybe I just overshare, but I'm just trying to tell y'all like one sixteenth of an inch of my mouth being open is not going to cut it. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that I wouldn't personally do this, but like, are, if somebody wants to get that shit done, like, why are we always like so quick to judge people? Like if that bitch wants to drink soup for the next two years or year or however long, let that bitch drink soup. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand what the big deal is. And everybody's like, oh, it's a torture device. And this is like fat shaming. Like, I mean, listen, I can't tell people what's a fucking event. But I can stop myself from buying things if I'm not interested or if I don't believe in it or if I think it's bullshit. Like, why do people always have to, like, go so overboard with this shit? Like, you're not, they're not, no one's going to, like, no one's going to grab a fat bitch off the fucking corner and fucking just, like, pry her, like, fucking hold her down and fucking pry her mouth open and put these things in her mouth, like, so she can, like, have it. So, like, it's not a torture device. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, somebody would have to agree to have that shit put on them, like. I don't know, but it is, I would also just like to point out, this is the same guy that created a um, snack safe, um, <laughs> and basically what it was, and I don't know if you guys may have seen it, um, but it was like a clear, like, a clear box that just goes on the shelf of your refrigerator or wherever you want to put it, I guess, and it's got like a like a little, like, strip with like the safe numbers on it, so it locks up. Um, if you don't know the passcode or whatever, and, um, a girl got on TikTok or something and she was basically threatening the end of her relationship because her dude wanted her to stop eating all of his candy. So he put it in the safe. So the guy who makes this little like Kanye West, like mouth thing also made this fucking, also made this fucking snack safe. So like, clearly he is into like these kinds of things. I can't tell him how to waste his time and money on things, but again, we can choose not to invest in certain things. I honestly don't think the snack safe is a bad idea when I have two children that fucking eat everything in my house. So absolutely, I'm down for that safe. I need it to be about four feet off the fucking floor though, because I have a lot of things I need to hide from them. <laughs> like... But I just don't understand. Everybody's so up in arms about it. And it's like, no one's going to force you to get it if you don't want to get it. So if y'all want to get it, just don't get it. So that's it. Um, guys, that's the episode. Um, it's time right now for the one-up for the week. Um, super simple, guys. Don't stress about doors that are closing behind you. As long as you move forward, you cannot miss all of the open doors ahead. Keep a positive attitude, guys. Everything always works itself out. It may not be in the picture fucking perfect form that we want it, but it always fucking works out somehow. So stay focused, stay strong, stay classy, San Diego. All right, guys. So that's it. Episode 123 is in the books. I'm Chris. This is Shenanigans with Friends. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.